Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache, the weekly dose of spiritual and metaphysical insights and information for navigating the soul path. Listeners are invited to call into the show for a reading or with questions and comments. Call 347-539-5122 and press 1 on the keypad. Also, join the Sacred Space of Empowerment live chat. To create a username, register with Blog Talk Radio. It's great to connect with all of you here. Hey everyone, welcome to the program. Great to be here with all of you. Uh, if you're new to the program, I'm Michelle Mache, your host and uh, pilot for this adventure, this excursion. And if you're returning and you're regular, it's always great to connect with all of you. So if you're new to Awakenings, uh, we do readings and I share um, some info, channeled info, and um, answer email questions, as well as questions from the chat and from callers. And if you'd like to call in with a question or you want a reading or you want to share something about your own path, maybe a great book or something you read, uh, that number is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. Okay, we've got uh, people getting in the chat, the Sacred Space of Empowerment Room. Um, If you want to get in there, guests can uh, listen. You can listen in the chat, but if you want to interact, uh, you do need to register with Blog Talk Radio, and I think it's just email and password, and then you get your little your little avatar, right? So, okay, those of you that know me, I just put Yoshi outside. It's been raining in Southern California, and so she's been in more, and she's uh, extra jiggy this morning. Loving the rain. Me too, Tamara. Tamara's from a little more south from me, but it's been raining. Well, Northern California, I've talked to friends and clients in San Francisco, and uh, they're having a lot of rain as well. Okay, just a little reminder, if you do have a question or a comment or you want to get on air live uh, to talk, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. You need to press 1, and then when I click over on the switchboard, it'll say unmuted, okay? And then we can chat or I can tune in. Cool. So um, letting me know sound is okay. Oh, my God. So I really, okay, been tuning in. I know a lot of you are going through it. We're going to chat. We're going to, you know, I'm going to give you some downloads. And as always, we're going to be keeping it real. And uh, I'll let everybody know if you're new to the program. The second half of the program is when we have our Awakening Dialogue. And today we have Lynn Riley. Um, her website is livingwithserendipity.com. Uh, you can go to. And uh, she sounds very interesting. So we're going to be diving in and talking with her and getting kind of the 411 on living with serendipity as well as uh, connecting more to yourself. Okay, we, you know, we all like that, right? That's a, that's a biggie. It's a biggie for us. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, I, this morning, just crazy, 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 but in a meditative, balanced way. And I want to thank my friend Vicki for being there as well. 
So last week, I don't know how long I've been using a computer since whatever, 90s, right? Um, late 80s, 90s. Word processor, I guess they had back then. But my first, I think my first Mac, my first Apple was the one of 92, 93, whatever, around 93, 94, whenever they came out with the square box one. Anyway, so last Thursday, never have done this, or if I did, it was so long ago, I don't remember. Seems like I may have done it one time, you know, years ago. But I have just a little bit of my decaf Americano, you know how I like that, or my decaf latte. I believe it's a latte. It's a latte in my oversized latte cup. Just a couple little sips. And I was scooting my chair in because I was really tuning in, having a great session with a client of mine in New York. And all of a sudden I see sprinkle, sprinkle, the coffee goes in to the computer keyboard. And I'm like, uh-oh. I'm in the zone channel, so I'm like, whatever, it's going to be fine. And it seemed fine, and then a half an hour later, 20 minutes later, I was in another set and come out, and I look, and there's like windows are opening and closing, and different things are happening, and I'm like, hmm, I don't think that's a good sign. Something's happening here. And then later just went totally off, and so I unplugged, and I said, because I I had a long day Thursday. I was doing a lot of channeling and email programs and just in my flow. And I just left it. And then the next morning, I brought it to Mac Studio. Shout out to Anthony um, on Abbott Kinney, Dennis Beach. And he's like, oh, I think it may just be the um, keyboard shorted. So not too expensive. And got to reconnect with... um, quite an amazing individual, very entrepreneurial soul being, um, very artistic. So uh, anyway, so that was that. But anyway, so that it was, I thought it was going to be done today before Awakenings. So I had to call a couple friends because I had some computers, but they haven't been up, some backups, but I couldn't log in. And I can log in via my iPad, but I can't get the chat going. But at least I can get the switchboard. I just... So I just had to drive over to Abikini, have a chat, and he's so sweet and nice that I said, I just have to do my podcast, my awakening. <laughs> and he let me have a computer, too. Um, they have rentals there, which is so amazing. And But he gave it to me rent-free since I'm getting my computer fixed. So then I was doing a reading last night a soul path astrology reading and some of it didn't record. So I'm going to re-record that portion. So I'm going to be tuning back in for that uh, client. What else? There's something else that happened with my phone. I don't know. Just now, why am I sharing this? If you're noticing that you're having coffee and computers don't go together. I know Tamara and I'm so good. I keep it. My my drinkies on the other side, you know, it was just a fluke. But, you know, sometimes things like that happen. You know, I've been meaning to get some computer work done and upgrade, and it was good to reconnect with him. And he's doing such a great service. He's the only Mac studio in the area authorized. Otherwise, you have to go to Apple. And I think there's another one. Tech Studio is in Culver City. But, you know, that's kind of far. This is walking distance, cycling, biking distance from me. And I'd love to support... Um, young, upcoming, any entrepreneur. But anyway, so he's a peach. If you ever need any work, Max Studio, Abbott Kenny. So yeah, um, 
to get a loaner. Yeah, I got a loaner. Got a rental. I'm on a little air pad, but I'm thinking of a new one anyway. And he's going to optimize my other one. Um, I still have I have computers for some, <laughs> since 1997, I think. But why I'm sharing with this, because we're going through a lot of up-leveling and updating, and you can always tell because you'll start having electrical and technological issues, computer issues, because your frequency is changing. And this is our, our vibrate. This is why we don't have to worry. Who are we talking with? Was it Mark Grover? Who was the guest when we're talking about AI and consciousness? And spirituality a couple months ago, and I was, and he got it. He, you know, he he agreed with me. I said, people don't worry about the computer fusing with us. No, because consciousness is always ahead. Consciousness, you know, trumps everything. You don't, the, you know, the computer is or robot is not going to be attacking us unless somebody programs it to. It's just not going to do it by itself. It's not that kind of consciousness. So. Um, by the way, um, I want to sh- well, just before I kind of dive into this, I know I'm a little all over the place because <laughs> because of um, my morning, and then I meditated, and now I was meditating. I was I was the show was to be starting, so anyway, it's been that kind of day. And now I got to get Yoshi from outside. I'd love to share with you guys what I'm doing. That's why you know some of my YouTube videos I do while I'm you know, riding my bike or at the beach or at the park or different locations. I want to share a little bit about my life and that, you know, I go through challenges as well. And how do I get through them? What grounds me? What supports me? What helps me? You know, a lot of people always say, oh, you're so happy or positive. And it's like, no, I just work with the energy. And I know that it's not me. It's something that I'm going through, right? So I want to let everybody know, too, that this Saturday, the 19th, because we have a very powerful eclipse on the 21st, full moon lunar eclipse. I believe it's a blood moon, harvest moon, a wolf moon. It's a wolf moon. So it's connecting with that inner teacher and finding your own soul tribe or your pack. Now, one of the reasons why it's so also so important is that it's that amazing Leo Aquarius access, which is helping us shift and be birthed into the new paradigm to align with the new emerging consciousness. So it is, it's really, you know, it's going to be getting, bringing things into your life that really support you, that really support your soul's unfolding, your soul's growth, and less of the human, the wounded part, right? That's the whole idea. So it's very powerful. I'm going to be doing a workshop about setting your intention to your true north and which is by your souls, by what your purpose is, by what you're meant to be doing so much. You know, I've done, I think last year towards the end of the year, I think I did three or four workshops on intention and, and working uh, deeper meditations, shamanic inner work to really connect in and learn to harness this spiritual energy by aligning our individual flow with the flow that's happening within our environment, within the world, within the cosmos. So a lot of people think, oh, I have to just, you know, do my personal will or beat my own drumbeat. And we do have our own individual drumbeat or, you know, our personal will, but it needs to be aligned through the higher self to what is actually happening around us. And once you start understanding, 
um, basically manage energy, you know, the energy in motion, the cosmological energy that we are, that's that magician energy. It's alchemical. It's transformative. Because let's be honest, many of us are finding ourselves in positions it's been challenging, depending on the aspects that have been happening to you astrologically, it's been challenging. The, you know, whatever level you perceive yourself to be at in your awakening stage, this level of aligning more as soul beings, less and less ego, less and less egoic, you know, the interface of the ego as a protection or as a human interface, but that's changing. You know, we talked about that last with our guests last week. Um, they were sharing about that this this shift that's happening. And so there seems to be less control on an ego level to make things happen. So anyway, if you're interested in that, you can go to soulplayground.com or soulplayground.life and go to the Inspire and Empower upcoming events. And I did last month of our I believe it was in uh, November we did the power of intention, using intention and envisioning. And this is similar, but it's going to be aligning. Finding your, How do you find your true north, what you're supposed to be focused on? And it's not coming from an outer person. It's coming from an inner aspect of you. But it's understanding. See, that's, that's why I love sharing what I, do, what I share, whether on the show or with my clients or, you know, in the workshops and teleworkshops is – how to navigate this new paradigm, how to align more, open more to the new emerging consciousness. It's a game changer. It's a definite game changer. And a lot of, you know, it's like shifting gears. A lot of people are, you know, stuck in the old gears. They're like, okay, I can't quite make it. I can't quite do it. What am I supposed to do? It's a lot of waiting and opening up to receive. It's a lot of aligning more to divine timing through synchronistic timing. Right. So it's interesting today when there's always a synchronicity, there's, you know, our guest today is talking, you know, we're going to be talking about living with or in synchronicity, you know, and being in the flow. See, a lot of people think, oh, the flow, or when I meditate, I'm in this calm flow. No, flow is flow. It could be choppy. It could be up and down. It can be, it can be slow where you think there's nothing happening. But a lot of times when we perceive nothing is happening, there are deep changes happening within our inner psyche. So many people right now are tired, exhausted, feeling you can't go on or how much longer you've been waiting. What I want to share with you is because there's been deep change in the inner psyche. And psyche, if you look that up, the word psyche and psychic, psychic comes from psyche, means the soul. Okay, it means soul in Latin. So one thing I can share with you is to actually even read up on the mythology of Psyche, how she goes into the underworld. So many of us, we got pushed last year into the underworld, into the subconscious, into the unconscious, into the cosmological womb of the void of nothingness. Things with the eclipses were taken away, relationships lost, jobs lost, a lot of death, you know a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion, because, but who is confused and uncertain? Who? The ego. So really learning to align to the higher self, to to align into that new emerging consciousness, which is a much more expansive, inclusive, 
it's higher vibrational because it is more expansive. It's it's less reactionary a response from the binary code of being. So it's more diffused, and so it does require meditation. You know that's why, you know, as a master meditator and meditation teacher, you know, some of you know I taught and helped to build the curriculum at Agape Spiritual Center. Or read my book Meditation for Everyday Living, or done my daily own course Navigating the Great Soul Shift, is the the idea. You know, one of my teachers said, you know, it's a, it's all about consciousness. Meditation is getting into the consciousness, the truth of who we are. It's a shift in consciousness. So rather than longer meditations, those those, those are yummy. I mean, I used, I came from a practice of meditating two hours in the morning and two hours you know, in the evening. And I think I did that for two years, two or three years. Um, then it was an hour, 45 minutes, half an hour was the minimum, you know, we kind of were the standard. But then when I went to write my book, the guide said, no, it's more about being able to get into that state and be in that state more frequently, whether you're in the grocery store, you know, so you don't have to run home and do a formal meditation. I can't wait to do my meditation. Those help the reserve. That's like going to the spa. That's your maintenance. But to get so adept, which that's where we're going. That's the initiate, the adept metaphysically, that you understand that this physical dimension of who you are or seemingly denser physical dimension is but a small portion. It's maybe a quarter or less than a quarter of who you are. So it's understanding those energy levels and patterns and being able to align to it. And similar to you know, one of my great mentors, Dr. D. Hahn, you know, from one of my, when I was, went to hypnotherapy school, one of the things that he had said, you know, it's, it's not so much of being in the hypnotic state or the trance state, which is the meditative state. It's what you do there. It's the processes. It's what do you do there? What are you open to? So we can understand, read the signs, sign symbols, synchronistic living, tune into your higher self, meditate. But are you? It's crucial. Are you using the tools, projection, perception, you know, clearing work? Are you understanding your own patterns, relating patterns, your own wounding, your own self with love and compassion? Are you understanding yourself enough to be open to your own inner guidance, how it comes through from, you know, the most expanded level of your being and may come through other people, through messages? And then do you use it? Do you incorporate it? again, with compassion and kindness. So what's happening right now is many of us are working on fears. Whatever level you're at, there's the fear of coming out more as yourself, whether it's the fear of writing, whether it's the fear of I have, I'm going to have errors or typos or I don't know what to say or it's going to come out wrong or, you know, you know my, my art is amazing, my little group likes it, but what about going to that next level? Now, one of the reasons, um, one of the reasons the guides, because I asked, they said, well, what's with that shift right now of the um, the shift that's happening with the of a, a soul contracts? The soul contracts are being updated. Some are being canceled. Some are some are completed. They're done. Coming out of that Piscean era of a lot of self-service, sacrificing of self to help others is changing. 
In the Aquarian age, it's much more about individual expression and there's a lightening up. There's going to be less focus on emotions or the emotional energy as it's because we're more integrated into the mental realm and that emotional energy becomes passion, becomes aspiration and inspiration, right? So I asked my guys, I'm like, okay, why? So we're, that whole idea of giving back, and it's not that that's going away, but how I w- was understanding it is that when you're infused with a new emerging conscious, in other words, in consciousness, in other words, you're embodying it. When we are embodying this, whatever we write, whatever we say, whatever we paint, whatever we create has that within us. And so they were saying, you know, that's one of the reasons they guided me to do the YouTube videos. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to, you know, do this. Funny, because one of my clients was like, I can't believe you're doing that, you know, with your practice and you're internationally known. And I'm like, I love it. I love doing those, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's, it's about the message. Each of us has our own message, our own wavelength that fits into the collective. And so there's this huge awakening on a soul level, the soul beings, the collective level, you could look at it somewhat astrologically as light workers, as star seeds, that next level of awakening is awakening to your own individual expression as you. And so it's, it's not only important, it's imperative. It's, it's not because what you're writing, what you're doing, what you're putting out there, how you're showing up in the world, as you're opening up to these higher frequency energies are being transmitted and they're being transmitted through the ethernet or the inner net, internet, internet. So as we're talking, as we're sharing, as we're gathering in small groups, you know, it's being amplified. The frequent, it's the better way to get the frequency, right? We all know this. You go to a party, you go to a spiritual, someplace, you go someplace and you just get the vibe of the place, Right? there has a certain vibe you go to a sacred site there's a certain vibe there you go to a graveyard there's a certain site a vibe there at that site you go to somebody's house you know you meet someone and you're drawn to them you feel the vibe right the energy vibes don't lie so as we're all more and more working on ourselves individually moving past some of these individual fears wounding old wounding but some of it's cultural it's societal it's it's ancestral it's it's passed on generationally it's from the generational transmission it's on an ancestral level some of them are fears of the existence of our very existence of us being ourselves some of it is fears to keep us in check you know perhaps out of a protection or sometimes out of a manipulation it goes into that victim abuser role master slave role right all of that is being rooted up all of that is being rooted up so it's coming through all of us to cleanse, to clear, to purify, to get clear on that was a game that was, is not and was not who we are. We're no longer playing by that. So the rules have changed. We're, we're catching up vibrationally to embody these more expanded frequencies and ways of, of living. And it has a lot to do with love, self-love, self-acceptance. That's the way we get to the love of others and acceptance of others. That's the, how we get into the more transpersonal or expanded energy centers, right? So it's imperative to do the inner work 
at the same time, you're stretching out, reaching out, you're expressing more of yourself individually, your authentic self. You're taking those risks. You're doing what's in front of you. It's, that's the thing. We, you can't really pre-think far out. And especially some of you that are in the, the whole flux and flow of this transition, you can only do what's in front of you because you're so rapidly changing internally, but it hasn't yet been integrated externally. Okay, that makes sense. It's not, it's not yet integrated in a level where you can use, you know, you're, you're confused. It's like, well, I thought I wanted this, but I want that. Or I thought this was going to come through, but it didn't. What should I do? It's training. But here's the thing. It's coming from your higher self. It's coming from your own DNA, your own energetic matrix. That's, that's the alarm clock went off. Ding, 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 ding. Time to go to this next level. It's only the ego. This is why meditation is so important because it requires us to just show up to receive the download, the input, and then respond. And, and sometimes we don't receive what we're receiving, but we're not receiving in the way that we think. We think we need to be focused on something else. Like my computer being, you know, this, yeah, there's going to be some cash out, you know, but in the big scheme of things, it's not, you know, horrible. But there's a, there's, a, there's a reconnecting there. You know, I reconnected with someone the other day that I hadn't seen in a long time, and there was this amazing fluid flow in this exchange, a lot of similar, you know, experiences the last few years, some insights, some um, that I gave him and he gave me in this wonderful exchange. That's more where we're going, those deep, meaningful relationships even if it's for a minute, it doesn't matter. The depth is there. The connecting on the soul is there. The connecting on the soul is what matters. Um, Tamara, right? Get really great new info and shift. Love it. Yes. Divine Mystic, I love what you're saying. Everything rings so troll. Yes, yes. Um, yes, it is. It's whatever we're having happen right now in our life, on some level, it is an up-leveling. It is an up-leveling, and it's an updating of our inner and outer software, our, our mind, the inner software, our outer software, the body, and it is an up-leveling in consciousness. There's a lot of lessons right now. I've been slammed with them. <laughs> and I've finally been given in. That's how I know it's kind of winding. It's funny because I was talking about this the last couple of years. You guys have been hearing me talk about this time frame and what to expect. And I'm thinking, surely I'm in the first, you know, as I'm channeling for people, channeling on the show, people calling in, channeling for clients, and, and I'm seeing them in the first rung. I'm like, oh, it's going to be happening, you know, beginning of 2018 for your mid or by the end of the year, da, da, da. And I'm thinking, surely I'm in that group. Surely, no, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm embracing it because I'm able to share with it. I, I said, well, if I'm going through this, I want to be able to share how to navigate on it and that you're not crazy, you didn't do something wrong. Many of you are not on the right, a wrong path. Some of you are not on the right path, and it's about finding out, or you're done. You've got to really look in the, the eclipse. You know, I'm going to be, obviously, I'm going to be doing a post on it. I, I will be, uh, if you do the workshop with me, you'll get some information on it. I'm going to be doing a YouTube video on it. You know, check out my channel if you would. Um, subscribe, etc. Uh, because that's it. I get the information ahead of time. I want to get, I'm like the scout, but I'm also going through it. I'm on the hike. 
I'm not, I'm not being carried by, you know, on an elephant or a camel or being, what is it when the people carry in the uh, Middle Eastern cultures or Asian cultures, <laughs> you know, they're on those, right? They're on that, what is it, that like stretcher. You see it in the old movies. <laughs> I'm right there with you with my hiking boots on. <laughs> but I do get the reason, the rhyme, the reason in what's happening. I do get the big picture don't always like it and think, you know, it's, it's lasting longer than what I would have liked. Um, yes, show up, receive the download, download, then respond. That's, yes. Thanks, Tamara, for putting that in the chat. Yeah. But see, that's different because it used to be in the old paradigm, right? That was the last resort. Meditation was the last resort. Tuning in intuitively or psych was the last resort. It was like, oh, it's allegedly interesting. That's been flipped. The script has has flipped. That's the first. And then it gets backed up with the to-do or give something the ego something to do or, or follow through or follow up. But that's not what's guiding us. That's not what's motivating us. And actually, it never really did, but there was some misinformation with the original separation. One of my clients last week was asking me, what happened? How did we get here? And I said, well, some of it was through religion to – you know, so a, a, a small amount of people could run things. You need to have the larger amount of people, you know, contributing. That's just, you know, that's kind of law of demand, supply and demand. But let me share something with you because none of us are, we are victims. We have things happen to us. We get victimized. We, we suffer. Yes, we have that. But I'm talking about the big scheme of things. One of the things that got us in this pickle was the non-self-responsibility. And that's changing. In the Aquarian age, it's very much about self-responsibility. You know, we don't have to run to the government. We don't, we have friends, you know. I was able to call a friend today about the computer. I was able to, you know, this computer company, you know, Mac Studio, the guy gave me the, said, oh, just, you know, I'm working on your computer, take this for free, you know. Um, he knows, you know, there's this give and take. Maybe I take some Arnica. You don't have to always run to the doctor. Maybe you're going to the doctor, but you're also going to do things for holistic health or you're doing things for your own mindset. So, again, it's a, it's a different focus when we're able to, and it's just, again, the game is just changing. You know, we're just, it's, we're leaving one fairground. You know, some are saying, to make changes within the old fairground. Many of us are starting to leave the old fairground and we're setting up new, you know. And, and actually what's happening through online, through the internet, through the connecting online social media, which I love, social, so people. What's social mean? Media. Media is just a way of broadcasting information. And through our technology, through our devices, was, was an extension of us, the motherboard, right? It's called a logic board, the motherboard, Right, you're you're con you're connecting through these airwaves to support each other, to help each other, to say you're not alone. You're going through this. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. This is your path right now. This is what you're going through for your learning lesson, or to learn. And I'm I will tell you, our learning lessons are really fifth house Leonian. It's about self worth, self esteem, love of yourself. The, and love about it's the heart chakra, Leo the heart. It's about the heart and humanity and how do we connect in to ourselves, to our own heart chakra and the universal heart. 
you know, through each other, through the, the groups, finding our way through the groups, trusting the vibes, the vibrations, right? So I hope that helps. I hope that lends, because I know it's in, in this year, it, it, it's going to be choppy. It's, there's a lot of breakthroughs. There's a lot of shifting to more love, you know, heart openings. Um, you know, many of you, I talked about my, my heart opening when I thought I was maybe having a heart attack <laughs> until my guide said, put your shoulder back even more. I was like, oh, my God. I was like so I, – I saw lights. It was all this – I could just feel my heart literally – I know it sounds bizarre, but I could feel the muscles. I could feel things moving in there in the heart center. And then there was like this area that was kind of tight and pain, but it was a good kind of pain. It felt good, you know, like when you get a deep massage and it's painful but feels good. And then, of course, I pop into my ego and I go, oh, my God, maybe this is a heart attack. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, but it feels good. Then, of course, my guide snapped in. My higher self came in and, no, Michelle, it's because you're, you're the way that I, I was meditating and I leaned back, but I wasn't in, here we go, I wasn't in proper alignment I was turned in a little. My left side was pinching a little. So I had to just roll my shoulder back and open more to it. So that's what we want to do right now with these changes. We want to, instead of resisting, we want to open more to it, right? Because when we resist, you know, it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen those like uh, puzzles or things where you put your finger in to tr- and you have to try to get it out, you know, but the more frustrated you get, or it's like, the ball of yarn that's all matted up or the, the, the electrical cords, right? You know, the, the, what is it? The cables, the cables like to, um, if you've ever seen like the back of a stage or DJ, you know, playing those, all the cables, you know, they have to know where each one goes. But the worst thing you can do if those cables are in a knot or all knotted up in a mess is get upset and frustrated and start just yanking and pulling. Because invariably, when you do that, one knots up more that you can't even see. It's at the bottom. So you have to kind of open up more. You have to loosen one part a little bit and then another part. That's what's happening to us. It's to open more to it, open to what feels painful, what feels scary. It's the human experience. Open to it. It doesn't mean anything except for it's the human experience. It it is what it is. So as we judge it less, we begin to understand it and judge it less, we judge ourselves less. Okay. Lord, when we gets yeah, it gets worse fast. Okay, hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, you're on air. Hello. Okay, can you hear me? I can, but you're a little muffled, so do what you can. Oh, and hey, what's your question? You? Yes, of it. Good. Question and what's your name? First okay. name? What's your first? What's sorry. What's your first name? Hey, Christina. Christina. Good. Now you can give me a question, Christina. Now you can give me your. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. What's your so question? I'm torn between. I'm starting to write a book. Well, I'm going to write a book, and my first concern was like I was going to uh, write a book about creating your own lane. But then yeah. um, I'm, I'm guided to do, I did a video probably like a year ago that got reached a, whole, a lot of people on YouTube, and it was about self-love oh, cool. using road courts. So I'm torn between which ones. I want to, I'm going to write both, but I'm tr- something right now I want to start one now. But which one right and now? I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Yes. Okay, Christina, because I can't, okay, what's the first, because I can't, I, 
some reason we don't have a good connection. It could be my mic as well, but I'm, 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 you're a little muffled. So one book, what's one now? book now? What's better? Uh, the first what's one. The what was the, the first? Create, create your own lane. Lane. Okay. Oh, I like that. Okay. And what was the other? Or, um, the other one was um, basically trying to find self-love, receiving, healing, and giving love. Wait, I can't hear you. Bas- basically trying to what? Um, find, a lot heal, of noise. receive. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Better. Okay, yeah. Better finding your what? How to uh, receive, give, uh, um, heal. Oh, boy. So, Christina, it's so noisy. It's oh, just, no. I'm hearing like er- okay. every other word. Can you hear me I now? I think it's going to be the first one. Yeah, that's better. So, what is it basically finding? So, basically, um, healing, receiving, and finding love using love quartz crystal. So I'm trying to figure out which one. I feel the first one has, I feel like the second one is more your, um, where you're at now. And so maybe you can include something in that in the first, in the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like the first one, there's a lot of energy behind it right now. The second one I feel will come, but you might even it might change a little bit to how you do it. I feel like it's not fully formed yet or ready, but you can bring some of what you want to do in the second one into the first. Maybe it's the concept, maybe it's a chapter, maybe it's just a little little sprinkle of it. Does that make sense? Okay, okay. So you say you do see yeah. the first one. Go go with the first one. Okay. Yeah. What do you What do you feel? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I yeah. Um, I, I like both. I feel the first one you've, you've already been working on or so it feels like there's more energy around it, more juice there, more, more. And then the other one is you're, you're, you know, you're next, but you have to, you, there's more work you have to do on the second one. I feel, I don't feel it's yet all the way ready yet. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. Does that make sense? Very cool. Okay, lot. Christina, great to, great to connect with you. Thank you for being patient. Thank you. The, oh, no worries. Take care. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Christina. You're live. Yes. Yes, that's you. What's your first name? Hi. This is Carol, the one that you've been hey. helping with cancer stuff. Oh, Carol. Hello, hello. Hi. I'm so glad you were able to call in. Yeah. I love it. Every every other week I have chemo, so when it's the off week, I try to, to tune in and hang out. Oh, good, good. Any chance you can listen while you're on chemo? I actually probably could listen while I'm in chemo, but there's so much going on a lot of times mm. that I get is the there, distraction you- is really high. Oh, it is. Okay. But okay. I, I don't I know why. I try. It's just, it's, yeah. There's always so much going on in those infusion centers, and nurses are poking and checking and beeping. And so a lot of times. Oh, they are. Um, okay. I, yeah. But I do, I do think about it when, I'm at, when my alarm goes off. I'm like, oh, it's Michelle. But I try. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe listen to but, a meditation. I don't know if it's possible, but, yeah, to get some of the. Absolutely. 
she I like had energy really in. Yeah, and that's probably uh, yeah. I usually feel pretty good during chemo <laughs> sessions. It's the post chemo that's pretty yucky. <laughs> okay. So okay. Um, but yeah, no, I do think about you, um, all of you guys, when um, when, I, when my alarm goes off at noon to, to tune in, and I try. Oh, to, good. And I'm so glad you're sharing with us. I'm so glad you're part of, you know, where we connected on the soul path. You know, you're such a a light, bright light. And and I know you're going through, uh, there's no words, not even challenging. I mean, we can talk about, you know, know. how horrible it is. Yeah, Yeah. it's certainly uh, life-changing, let's just say that. But I yeah. mean, there's, there's yeah. good outcomes and stuff. There's good hope. So we'll we'll just keep fighting until my body's done. Until yeah, it's done with fighting. Um, but I you're in your flow I'm, with it. I yes, tell me. I am getting there. I'm still in the grieving process of finally figuring out and just facing it. But I'm trying to get in the flow and just go with it. And I'm getting better. So good. Okay. You're you know you're kind of Facebook and you're podcast and all that stuff, those help to sort of put it into perspective. So thank you for all of that. You're welcome. Yeah, we don't understand a lot, uh, you know, there's a lot of judgment, obviously, and rightly so, fear around illnesses and conditions or, you know, people, things yeah. that happen um, on the body. But, but I just feel, you know, it's each individual, you have to meet it where you're at. You know, you have to... Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, with the work that I do, I work with a lot of people that have had, you know, a lot of different kinds of conditions and things. And I just know each one is so individual. You meet it yeah. where you're at and where the person's at. And, and it seems like yeah. you're meeting it where you're at and with what's going on, which I feel that's right. It puts you right in that, in that mindfulness. You've got to be there, you know, um, in that present moment. No, you're right. It's like each each one of us are snowflakes. There's not one that's identical at all. Yeah, exactly. So but, true. Um, so, so you true. have to, yeah, no comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it does seem you're getting, your body's getting stronger. You feel a bit stronger? Yeah, I do. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, I just got a new doctor, which was a 180 from the doctor from H-E Double Hockey Sticks. And the chemo seems to be working. So, uh, yes, I do feel like I'm getting much stronger. And people tell me, I can't even tell you have cancer unless you tell me. So, but yeah. my physical the exhaustion, I think that's my poor little soul is working so hard to teach yeah. me the lessons I need to learn. So I think I'm physically exhausted, um, which causes yeah. some of the pain. And that's part of the letting go and learning but- how to. Yeah. Now, Carol, can, can we can we can we just do something here a little bit and do a little reframe? And you can keep your learning lesson attitude if you like, because there's always lessons. Sure. We're always learning. But perhaps always. just move into the heart space of I'm even opening to more love, more abundance, more compassion, more mm-hmm. support from others, more love for yourself, more. Very much. I feel like that. Yeah, great, perfect. Yeah, because I don't feel it's learning. It's not learning lessons for everyone. We don't get these kinds of things all the time because there's something we mm-hmm. have to learn. You know, sometimes okay. we're the teacher, the facilitator for others, 
And sometimes That's it's true. just about the he- yeah, sometimes it's just about the human condition. Like I asked like some of the things I've been going through, like what the heck? Why and then I heard not only to help others and lead others, but I'm not learning, I'm gaining more compassion and heart energy. Okay. That's the gain. Yeah. We're, I'm that gaining. makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, you're gaining because now some of the things I've gone through recently, I'm like, wow, I really understand certain people better or the, the human condition better. And I'm a part mm. of that. You know, it's like it, it's like yeah. you gain this kind of compassion and understanding that you can't gain even by being a therapist or a doctor. You can't unless you walk no. through it, you know, right? Unless you go through something straight down, you're 100% right. Because yesterday I went to visit my, work, my place of work, and they all said, God, you're such an inspiration. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what do exactly. I do? Exactly. I put posts on Facebook, but they do say, but they touch me. And so I was like, okay. So yeah. there's, de- and yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely yeah. a, a one very thing strong. I've, one thing I've learned with conditions, we all resist. I resist for a while. They go through it, and then I see what am I gaining. And, and one thing that I do is and I say thank you for this what I've got what I what I've learned or what I've gained right I no longer need this now I can I can I got it on my own I no longer need this tool to, to get saying. I got it okay okay yeah once you feel right, like you've really love. got it you can actually say that yeah well you can it's called body parts process it's it's part of transpersonal okay. therapy and hypnotherapy where we our body, you know, everything is alive within us. So we will get, you know, certain lessons or certain things that, um, you know, it gives us an understanding. It gives us, you know, a, point, a new point of view or more okay. wisdom. There's something that we, we gain then to share, but then we no longer necessarily need that. Um, perhaps it's like the person that doesn't budget. But then they, they go through crises and they learn how to budget, and then that even opens them up more expansively. Well, okay. you could say, what did you learn? Or you could say, wow, I learned, I, I, I gained the ability or the wisdom of oh, I like that. budgeting my time or my energy. Yeah. Okay. Like All right, that. my dear, big hug. Tamara says hello. She's in the chat saying you have such a good attitude, Carol. So glad you called <laughs> in. Wishing you Thank well-being. You. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, nice everybody. In. Yeah. Bye bye. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. Big hug. You too. Okay, I think we have time for one more. Let's see. Hello, you're on air. You're on Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're Hello? on air. Hi. Oh, yes, you're on air. Hi. Um, I feel like you kind of answered a lot of my questions already. <laughs> Again. Um, I did. Okay. That happens. Yeah, it keeps here. happening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to try to take this off of speaker. Ah, okay. Here it is. All right. Yeah. Did you, and what's your first name? Bailey. Bailey? Hey, Bailey. Welcome. Did you have a um, question or comment? I do. I'm trying to think. Okay, so my puppy needs surgery, and we're doing a fundraiser to raise that money is going really well. Um, and I was wondering, uh, 
she's really young, so I was curious if you see this being a chronic condition. I don't even know if that's a great answer to ask right now. So uh, I, I feel like it'll be it, okay. I would keep, yeah, I would go with that, and I would keep it in the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like I think health fluctuations. I realized yeah. that as yeah, I was yeah, listening. Yeah. <laughs> Just go. You answered your okay. own question, yeah. Well, that's good. You yeah. connect to the energy. Give her a hug. Mm-hmm. Give her, you know, do some nice. If you look up, I think I have it on my Instagram and for sure on my Facebook, but it's probably easier to find on my Instagram. But giving energy, doing just some little energy work, animal beings love it. And just a really quick way you can do it is just by rubbing your palms together, you know, mm-hmm. and when you feel that heat and the tingling, then just put your palms out like a half an inch, an inch, kind of cup your hands, make like a little energy ball, and you feel mm-hmm. like a little energy. Then just put it over their crown, over the head, the tail, and just move the energy around them in a circular motion, clockwise. Okay. Just for, a, you know, a minute or two. Yeah, they love it. It really helps a lot. It really helps them. It calms them. I feel like she seems like she knows things are going to be okay, too. So thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, animal beings are in the moment. They don't have reflecting consciousness. They're totally in the moment. That's why they let go of things. You know, they don't computate, like, death and dying or illness. They know something's off or wrong. You know, and I also know this as an animal communicator. But they don't know, like, oh, I'm going through this, so that means I can get worse. If they get worse, yeah. they'll feel it. But they don't. They don't. They're not. They're not in the head like that. They're very instinctual. That's one of the gifts they they teach us. You know. It's, um, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're great teachers. Yeah. All right, Bailey, keep us posted. Big hug. Much peace. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay, it is time for our awakening dialogue. If uh, you did not get your question answered, I think there's just a few of you. I'm here next Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. I just had long, a lot more to share today, client and email questions and email questions, and, of course, on my YouTube channel, people posting about the challenges. So I do hope what I shared gives some insight and some understanding as well as some tools, some ways to navigate through this time of soul alignment. So we have... Um, serendipitously, synchronistically with us. Uh, It's quite a match uh, for Awakening Dialogue today. Our guest is Lynn Riley. Uh, We're going to be talking about living serendipitously and being in the flow of life. Uh, Lynn is an author, licensed professional counselor, and master energy therapist. Her passion is to educate others how to clear their internal clutter, recognize their own intuition, and see the serendipity of life. You can go to livingwithserendipity.com. And Lynn is also the author of 30 Days to Me, a self-development guidebook and a children's book uh, called The Secret to Beating the Dragon. Love it. Hello, Lynn. Welcome to the program. Welcome, welcome. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, great. You know, it's interesting because I earlier in the program I talked about – synchronicity and, and serendipity and of course as it would happen you know your work in that realm and help others to tap more into that so um, wonderful 
uh, synchronistic uh, connecting. Yeah, miracles. and they're wonderful such to have beautiful right? words too, aren't they? They just feel yeah. good. Yes, they do. They feel hopeful, <laughs> optimistic. Yeah, right? exactly. That's exactly what right. I feel like. That's perfect. <laughs> perfect words. Yeah. Oh gosh. So I want to just ask. Um, you know, what you were doing before this and what you would consider your first awakening and how you awakened to this part of your path and to helping people specifically with the the mental decluttering to see the synchronicities in their life or the serendipities and to follow them. So give us a little bit of the trajectory um, that occurred for you. Well, for me, in terms of, I guess, I guess we'll call it an awakening or a turning point was, really diving into some of my heavier, deeper emotions and feelings that were coming up um, during right around, uh, right after my divorce, I had uh, just quit my job and I was taking steps of learning to really trust my intuition to figure out what I was going to do next, mm-hmm. which for me was, I was a school counselor prior and then I moved into private practice, but also knew that I really wanted to write and share insights that I had had. And so there was a lot of turmoil that, that brought up in those times of change, which cha- were, you know, were guided to change. But with that change comes that delayering process of old garbage that wants to be felt mm-hmm. and be released. And while that was happening, it was actually my internal clutter clearing that helped me move into this direction and that started opening more doors to me and, uh, and more insight into living this type of life. Okay, interesting. So, if could you tell us a little bit about that? How that it? How did you declutter, and how did it lead you uh, to more of what you want? You know what was interesting when I think about what was it that I did the most to help me declutter and still do is actually leaning into feeling my feelings instead of repressing things that are coming up, letting myself feel them in order to move through them, allow them to be. And that's something that, you know, we are generally not taught to be comfortable with because you right. know, the uncomfortable yeah. stuff, we try to avoid it, right? And so instead right. of avoiding, I started to practice letting myself feel my feelings. And when I, when I did that, I was able to move through them quicker. And that was what brought me. It's like you have a good, solid cry, and then after that, after that you're like, whew. That felt good. And then yeah. I noticed some of my more insight would come. But it wasn't just feeling like the negative stuff either. It was also tapping into the stuff that felt really good. That's also a way of clearing mm-hmm. the clutter. So leaning into the discomfort but also tapping into the joy and creating that in my life has been the most profound way to clear the clutter but also have it not stuck in the process. Right. I love that. I just read something about that last night, and um, it entered the other day. I had like a a really good cry, you know, just one of those that just like rain refreshes, you know, and then I was like mm-hmm. bounced back in like this great mood. And the the person was talking about that. The therapist was talking about a speaker um, about just being fluid with the emotions. You know, and I think of children, you know, when they get frustrated, they just cry, they let it out and then they move on. And I think, because I look at our emotions like as instruments, I think we, a lot of us got, you know, we're taught to get sticky keys. The keyboard to the piano is stuck in one note or the, or the you know, the, the string on the violin or the, the guitar is too tight. 
So what I'm hearing you say, because you're doing it with what we would perceive as comfortable and uncomfortable or good or bad or whatever. You're right. doing it with yeah. everything. You're not picking, you're just letting it flow through you. And can you give us a bit of a picture of that, how that looks? Do you, do you pause or do you just feel it? How does it, what is one way that it can look or manifest? Well, I mean, I, as much as I believe in feeling things as they're happening, our life isn't necessarily designed for that either, right? So sometimes right. you have to – joy is sort of one of those – unless you're in a, a, a position with people who are crying around you and all of a sudden you've got this outburst of joy, that might be an awkward right. place to share it. But, you know, too. <laughs> I agree. Really it's it's rec- appropriate here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So recognizing something that's – stirring in you, something that is brewing or that's just you start to feel it coming to surface. And if it's uncomfortable, our go-to is to repress it and distract Mm -hmm. and find something, some way to like, all right, let's avoid this and let's do something so we don't have to feel it. And really the Mm -hmm. practice of, okay, I'm feeling this coming up. I'm going to create, create space, be active in creating space to let myself feel it, whether it's something super positive Mm -hmm. or something that feels kind of heavy. But, and that might be like, all right, I need some time for myself creating that time to go explore and feel joy and do things that you want to do for you, whether it's an hour or 15 minutes or a day, but really being mm-hmm. active in respecting whatever it is that you're feeling that wants to be felt. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, you know, to, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, well, if everything's energy anyway, it's it's if it doesn't come up and out, it's it's blocking us to us or getting our into our intuitive messages or seeing the signs or where you know whatever it is we're needing to see to be guided or to free up. Um, and a lot of times it can come after frustration if you just finally go with it, right? Go with the the flow of what is. Boom! There's the aha. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is. Yeah, to stop the and resisting so it, because the resistance is what the, slows down the flow. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Share a little bit more of that with us. Well, if you think about, you know, like if we're looking at a flow, we all know. Let's look at a stream, right? right. So you can see that okay. when there are obstructions that come up, they will slow down what that flow is. That doesn't necessarily stop it, but it does slow down, right. slow down the flow of whatever is asking to be moved, whatever that energy is. And but we're, what we are often taught to create those obstacles, like you were talking about with children, how like they feel their feelings. But that what happens is if you're not comfortable with your feelings as a grown-up, and most grown-ups aren't because mm-hmm. they haven't been taught to, they're, the kids are, right. are unhappy and they're like, hey, hey, you, you knock it off. You, deal with it yeah like push that down there's no time for crying like pull it together yeah you know or go take go take space until you can pull it together so sort of shaming that but even with joy with my own kids you know I want some quiet and they're like laughing together and I'm like okay seriously guys I need some space from your joy (laughs) like and that's (laughs) a negative but like but do you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, you're too loud and you're fun. That's true. Don't do that. Do that somewhere else. Yeah, it's true, and I think it's come out of I don't know this like protellerate uh, workforce or whatever. You know, this ethic, this kind of be on the you know on the hamster wheel or in the you know the factory. You know, it's like 
if it if it right. comes out of any band, right? There's very narrow uh, bandwidth that because you're right, it could be something sad or anger or negative, or it could be something very joyous. You know, oh, you're laughing too loud, or you're too loud, or why are you so happy? You know. Oh, but- but also, if you're if you're proud of something or you feel good about something, we're also taught to be like, well, don't speak yeah. so highly of yourself. You know, almost get shamed yeah. for feeling good or like someone sort of knocking that down a level or, you know, well, okay, but like, don't speak so highly of yourself because that's not okay yeah. either. So yeah. there's all these conflicting messages of how am I supposed to respond? And then they become mm-hmm. habits of reaction and response based on the people around us, our primary educators, whether our families or our friends or our teachers or whatever, that teach us how we should respond based on their responses or their feelings, reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is so true. So it's really yeah, and it really a retraining. Of yeah, and I can see one that feels yeah. better. Right, and I can see how with what you're sharing that it does really block, over especially over time, it really does block naturally wants to come through us or us even reading what it is, us understanding ourselves. Yeah. Correct. Correct, yeah. and that's Which, actually where yeah. my books came from was that part of really learning how to dig into and understand myself. I'd been so focused on everyone else around me I was neglecting myself and really knowing who I was, mm-hmm. what, I, what I actually wanted based on what I thought I was supposed to want. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you, Lynn, do you think it's important to every now and then do this kind of, because when you share that with me, I'm just thinking, I'm wondering if it's important every now and then to kind of have that check-in or tune, tune up or, tune, you know, am I doing what's right for me? Am I, do, you know, is is, does that become? Is uh, yes. that? Is it okay? I'm wondering. I think yeah, it's a practice. So. Of, mm-hmm. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I want you to just go more on it because just it just I just thought of that just now. Like I'm wondering if there's times that we need to even more consciously check in with ourselves to see: Do I really want to do that, or am I doing enough for me? Right. And our best indicators of that are recognizing, having more awareness of how we feel. So sometimes we're in so go, 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 right, that we are ignoring how we feel. And that's why when things slow down, you might start to feel aches and pains. Like they were probably always there, but you didn't notice until you started to slow down. So we're just sort of in that fast forward motion. So, yes, you're right. Having those check-ins, whether it's once a day, and if that's too much, once a week. How do I feel? How do I feel about how the last week went? How do I feel about where I'm going or the things that are coming up to me for me in relationships, the things I feel good about as well as the things that feel really uncomfortably uncomfortable for me right now? Checking in and learning to be in touch with more with your feeling, your feeling being your guide to really where, what it is, your intuition for sure, and where your energy is wanting to go. Mm-hmm. So it's quite, okay, good, because I do do it on a regular basis, so, but I was, I'm glad you Great. suggest that, because I'm thinking maybe I do it too much, but no, so you're saying it's really, it sounds like it's part of the self, or self-care in a way. Yes. And, you know, it's like sort of knowing the signs of depletion, the signs of depletion, okay. disconnection from self, and those are 
actually pretty simple. It's when we notice that we start to feel run down, when we notice that we start to feel cranky, when you notice that mm. you don't want to do anything for anyone else because you feel so put out. You've got more energy output than you do input. Those are some clear signs of time mm. to pause, check in, evaluate where you are, and then make decisions okay. based on what you want to do after that from there. So, Lynn, let me ask you. So, let's say we do have that going on. First of all, is that a kind of a natural, normal thing that we get to that point? Um, it's a natural, and normal those thing are- if you give yourself the space to do it. But that becomes okay. a conscious awareness and a practice of we're, we're really we're used to being uncomfortable. We've, we've okay. learned that that's a norm. So it's not like, oh, I'm uncomfortable, I have to check in with myself. It's not like that all the time, but more of a, a, a pause when things are really, I mean, starting off with that is really good. Like, wait, why am I so uncomfortable all the time? Why is it that my, right. my thoughts, my negative and what's going to go wrong are more pervasive than what's going well in my life? That is absolutely the beginning point of that checking in and looking at evaluating what you want in your life. But then after that, even beginning that process, which I know you're in, is that place of, yes, pausing when you start to feel something mm-hmm. that feels unsettling. But also even when you start to feel something that's exciting. So if you feel like mm, this burst okay. of energy that's coming from nowhere, it feels like nowhere, like, ooh, what's this? What energy am I tapping into? Right. Where is this going? Where, and where do I want to take this energy and put it right now? Because sometimes that feels like it's so few and far between, like, where can I take this and go with it? But as you start to practice being more in touch with yourself and your own feelings and your own senses, you're able to guide that in a direction that works for you a little more smoothly. Mm -hmm. Which to me brings us to inspiration and aspiration. You're going where that passion is or where there's more flow. Right. Um, Lynn, I'd like to bring you back to something that you said uh, like the negative self-talk and that that is that a sign for decluttering you know that, so you're saying that if your people are worried or they'll say or how, why am I speaking to myself this way you're you know saying um, what is that a sign of and and how do we kind Absolutely. of adjust that or do a, okay yeah so that habit that negative self thinking self talk is really yeah. a habit of thought it's a habit right and we're generally taught it from an early age. This is how we think you know you watch the news news for five minutes now you're already thinking in negative in a negative status like that's what we're taught is the norm so yes, a lot right. of that when you feel your energy is really low and you feel yourself down more than you feel you just feel off and you know it that is absolutely mm-hmm. symptomatic of a time to pause, reflect, all of that. Mm, I forgot the second okay. part of what you asked me. Did you? What else did you just ask? Because well, I had you thought said it was like a, went somewhere. Yeah, you said because um, we're it's such good conversation. I'm getting so much from this, and I know our <laughs> listeners are as well. Um, because you're really tapping, I feel, on some things that are really blocked. Uh, some tangible things people can wrap their head around. You know that actually, you know. Oh, I can I can not only do something about this, but I can see the correlation. Well, does that so? You're saying that when you feel, oh, you know, you're tuning in, you're like you, 
Yeah, but you were saying you were somehow tying it in with like tired or exhaustion or overgiving. Like when you overgive, or let's say you've been putting, I think you put yes. a more energy out than coming back. Does that Correct. actually also trigger that negative connection? Oh, oh okay. Symptom of disconnection. Because that becomes the. Yeah, that's a disconnection. Okay, that's where we're going. The disconnection to self, which is in disconnection to our intuition, right? Our connection to ourselves and right. to wherever we're getting our inspiration or our guidance or whatever. So that when that worry starts to kick in, what is worry? It's a lack of trust. When we're connected mm-hmm. more to ourselves and our own feelings and our intuition, we're able to trust more. And when we're able to trust more the flow, the flow and where mm-hmm. we're going and what's happening to us internally and externally, then that's releasing that need for fear. And it's allowing things to sort of just move in a direction that physically, mentally, emotionally feels better, which is that whole practice of living serendipitously is living in the flow. And the concept being that the more connected you are to yourself and your intuition, the more that you're trusting that life is happening for you. And the more that you feel and see things in that awareness, again, less worry, you can live with more hope, as you said earlier, right? And more openness to what's next instead of fear of what's going to happen. So in a sense, the chronic fear, of course, we're not talking about obviously something happens, you get fearful or, you know, the natural human emotions. But when you're, if I'm hearing you correctly, when you're stuck chronically in that fear or worry, it's a symptom of disconnection. Yes. Because oh. it's showing that you're oh. not quite listening or adhering okay. to whatever your internal voice is, your guidance. Because if you were it would feel lighter. It wouldn't feel so scary. It would be trusting more like this is going to be okay. Because fear tends to tell us fibs, right, and lies and make stuff up for us to sort of avoid things, whereas the truth always feels like freedom and it feels Mm. good. Yeah. So that's really interesting because individually right now as well as collectively, there's so much uncertainty and confusion, and, of course, it gets internalized. And you're right, as you said earlier, we're not taught, yet we have to learn this later, you know, unless you have very conscious parents, you know, and then the school kind of undoes it, but we're not taught oh, sure. to, to na- right, we're not taught to navigate this, we're not taught, like, you know, you're listening to a lot of stuff, This it's going to affect you, you're going to, you know, or you're, the over fear and over worry means you're, you're disconnected. So I feel like that's so powerful what you're saying, and it's so it's it's a it's a missing piece. I feel that's so needed right now, right? Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely, because when we are swimming in and living in that fear-based thinking, then we are not Mm -hmm. actually living. Mm. We are existing, or we are hiding, or we are you know conquer down somewhere instead of out there living your life, using your voice, feeling like you're comfortable in your skin. It's a very different feeling. Mm-hmm. Now tell us a little bit, because I know we're tapping into this from your book, 30 Days to Me. Love the title, by the way, but if you could, you know, elucidate a little bit more on that. And a self-development book. So that 30 Days to Me, what, is, what does that encompass? Well, it it began as it was a 
it was a process that I created for myself. And it was at a time that I was feeling very disconnected and all those heavy feelings and all of that. And I was having a good solid cry and I, why is this happening to me? Kind of things have that, right? <laughs> and yep. I heard after in my deep sobbing, it was I'm like, what am I missing? And I heard you, you're missing you. I was disconnected from myself. And again, that focus on everything else around me instead of what was in me. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, that's true. I am just, I am not focused on me, but you know what? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I was guided to take the next 30 days to focus completely on my needs and who I am and what I wanted. It started really basic. It was like, okay, for the next 30 days, do something that you enjoy. And as simple as that. And the, the, the premise being, as you connect to joy, we're raising our vibration, right? And as we elevate that, mm-hmm. we're, we're changing our brain chemistry to one that feels better, which has a physiological and biological effect on our body, our, our thoughts, our, our energy. So when you're changing that and you're elevating it, you feel better. It's like real basic. Right. It, it's almost seemed like it was too simple. But, and it wasn't because I was unpracticed in allowing myself to feel joy in its fullness. Mm. I would let myself feel it for a little bit, but then it would like, you know, shoot away. Like, okay, well, let's go back to being uncomfortable. That's what I know best. And so as I built it over that 30 days of committing to doing things, I felt it was probably like halfway through, you know, a couple weeks in that I was starting to be Mm -hmm. like, Ooh, you know what? This does feel good. Because again, it was a habit creating that new habit of, allowing myself to do things that were joyful and also prioritize myself because, you know, we're not generally not taught to do that either. But in the process of that right. also became those, these um, questions that came or, or, or different activities to, to date day with myself or to answer some really deep um, questions about myself, looking at what are my expectations? Where do they come from? Diving into myself more. So I was learning about myself each day, but I was also doing things I enjoyed to take the edge off some of the things that might have felt heavier to create a little bit more balance. And what I didn't realize at the time, of course, looking back at it now, they were all just techniques and practices to clear the clutter to help me connect to myself. And so by the end of that 30 days, I was flying high. Mm -hmm. I felt amazing. My kids were like, you should totally do that again. You're so much better to be around. (laughs) And it was true because I was, you know, in love with myself and in love with my life. And right. That sounds great. Like, Oh my gosh, you could do that in 30 days. Yes, that's true. But life is still happening. That doesn't mean that it's like after 30 days, you're like a rock star forever. No, life doesn't work like that. It's up and down. So what I've noticed and what I found is the book for me has been something to continuously go back to when things start to feel shaky, when I start to feel disconnected and go back to those practices to help me reconnect to myself in ways that I know work. And I also know they work because then I started to, before I even wrote the book fully, I was using them with my clients. They were my new guinea pigs of, let's use this work for them. And they were all based on yourself. You know, it's not one size fits all, but you take it and whatever the question is or the activity or whatever, you make it work for you. You design it for yourself. And that has been a a great go-to to to be a support to help me reconnect to myself in those times that I start to veer off. Because I will, because that's how life is. Absolutely. 
And I love what you're saying that now it can be something that you can go to. Um, I was talking at the top of the program and sharing that, you know, it's fine as we expand in energy and we go through these lessons and we, you know, express ourselves more, get more authentic. But what helps us do that are tools. We have to have these go-to things, yeah, you know, tune-ins, tune-ups, whatever, you know, a collection of them to go to, to, to manage, Correct. to navigate. Yeah. So that's cool. That's, in, that's interesting and uh, very cool that the book, it's the way that it's set up and you've even used it this way that you can, you know, do it to get to, back to you, you know, kind of, you know, bump up, but then you can tap back into it. You can use it more frequently. Absolutely. And I use it now. I mean, I'm still using it. And every time I tap it back into our open, I'll just open to a page sometimes and it's like exactly what I need. You know, that's that serendipitous moment. But it's like that going back and knowing that mm-hmm. we, we all need support. Support. Yes. I'm a master yes. of this stuff. I teach this stuff. I still need support. And so having, having those resources to go back and be like, all right, let's go back and use the things I know have worked for me. But it's also as I change, my relationship with those techniques and practices also change, changes as well. And it's always perfect mm-hmm. for exactly where I am. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yes, that's, that's true. How we use things or how much clarity or how deep we go or how much understanding changes as we grow and have more wisdom or more practice with whatever we're doing. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because a lot of times people think, oh, I did that already, but you're right. You go to it in a new way, perhaps, you know, because of your, where you're at now. Right. And we're always evolving and that's what we want to be evolving. Mm -hmm. So we think evolving Mm -hmm. is you're evolved. You feel no more pain. No, it's how you manage the pain or how you manage the experiences and what you do with it. It's not that you're just going to, that's going to be it. You're pain free. I would be fabulous, but that's not what we're here for. Oh, we have somebody already in the chat. Hey, Tamara. Yay. She just ordered the book online on Amazon. <laughs> Yay. Oh, awesome. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That's great. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, she's an amazing artist. So it's going to help with the decluttering, going to that next level. Yes. Really good. We all need yeah, the decluttering. Really sharing. Yeah, we do. You know, and, and like you said, intervals, regular t- regular time regular times as well so let's um i want to let everyone know that, okay so 30 days to me obviously available on amazon because some people in the chat just ordered it um and then also you have a children's book the secret to beating the dragon yeah share a bit on that it is gosh i'm so in love with this book it's, it's a beautifully illustrated book and you know when you have an idea like and I wrote the, the story itself. I had an idea. And then to have somebody else put that energy of life mm. on paper and make it exquisite, that's just so cool in itself. So I love it. But anyway, the story is about, it's a rhyming book. I like rhymes. I have, you know, read to my kids and always preferred rhymes. Mm. Um, so it makes it, like, more fun for the reader, too. But it's a story about, it's actually based on, off of my cousin and my grandmother's relationship. And they, they, it, the story talks of the relationship between the, the boy and his grandmother and how they would share tea together and tell stories of, about going to the village and conquering the dragon and saving the villagers. 
And in the story, it talks about how do you change, how do you conquer the dragon, and it's by looking the dragon in the eye and watching mm-hmm. him scurry away for bravery, right? And using bravery. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of one looking fear in the eye. You're not, you know, beating it up, but you're looking at it and saying, I can, <laughs> you don't have me. I can do this. I'm going to use my courage to work through this as opposed to, you know, avoid it. So it's that. It's like that deeper level meaning. But then also right. towards the end, the, gram- the grandmother starts to get older and she passes, she dies. And Angie's very sad. And he, you know, is kind of looking for her, missing her, not wanting to conquer the dragon alone. And he goes back to her house and he finds the teacup serendipitously that they had shared that he couldn't mm. find before. And there was a note taped to the bottom about the secret to beating the dragon. And it was her writing him a note to remind him of this is how we do it. And it was that, that beautiful message of everlasting love. Even when she's gone, she's never gone. But also, you know, the serendipity piece and, you know, connecting to the fear and facing it with courage. So it's just like a really feel-good oh, story. Beautiful. Yeah. And, I, and I he got the support he it. needed. <laughs> oh, he did. Well, it's it like was he got the support, right? Yeah, he got the support yes. that, he, that he needed as well. Kind of remind in, in a, a little bit of a piece of what you're helping others do, the adults do, you know, with um, – moving past their fears and connecting to hope. Exactly. Like you said, because that is how I see. Yeah. Because hope is powerful. Yeah. I think. And for a lot of people, hope is scary because to them, it's like, they're afraid of hope. It's like, Oh my gosh, if I hope I'm setting myself up for for disappointment and sort of shifting that perspective and saying, well, you know, that's really your disappointment may actually be your best gift. You don't know yet. And learning to start yeah, to see, I, have that awareness in that process. Yeah, years ago, and I don't remember who it was, somebody, and there is kind of this little movement in the, the kind of the self-help, new age, not, not to have hope, that you shouldn't swing from it. And I remember always, that never resonated with me. I remember thinking, no, hope is, as you're saying, it's powerful and it's beautiful because it is the belief that we can, you know, rise again or rise above or move forward or overcome the challenge. I feel like it's something, you know, what God given spiritual, you know, whatever you want to say, something inside us that we can't quite explain that kicks into gear. You know? Yeah. And a lot can come when you get hopeful On a basic level, we -hmm. could explain it. Hope feels good. It feels good. Mm, Mentally, emotionally, physically, it feels good. So why are we avoiding things that actually feel good to us on a really basic level? So one of the the overall overall practices, I'm very very practical. I'm very, that's sort of how my mind works. But one of my practices in the book and the overall is not only to do things that bring you joy each day, but to also notice the serendipity of life. And that is to notice the, the unexpected joys that show up. And so what ends up happening is you create, you can do this without the book. You can do this on your own. You create a book of proof to show you that every day you don't really know what's going to happen, right? You can make your best predictions, but you don't know. But every day something is going to show up in your life that made you maybe half smile even. But even in like the, 
the heavier times, like 20,000 things may have happened that felt from me. But one thing happened that was unexpected that brought you joy. And so, and you start mm-hmm. to, and that's not generally how it works. You know, life isn't that much of a downer, but you know, that's what it feels like sometimes. But if each day you're tracking the unexpected joys that show up that help elevate you, you create proof over time that something that's always good is going to come. And it's shifting your awareness and making you more open and understanding of that. And that helps us to trust more. It helps to trust the future, but it also helps us to trust the past because then we have this Mm -hmm. book, right? It's now our past. We've got a whole bunch of proof using our past that things work out, that we learn, that we grow, that our pain ends, that it shifts, that it teaches Mm. us something. We've got all of this evidence, which is what we're looking for when we're in fear. We're like, give me the proof that I'm going to be right. okay. Well, you just developed it True. by tracking it and changing your awareness around it. Oh, I love that. And that's something we recommend to people with developing intuition. I, a teacher taught mm-hmm. it to me and I passed it on, you know, like write it down so you know. But I like how you're applying it to this. And you're right. It's true. Fear is, okay, where's the proof, you know, that I'll get, things will get better, you know, but they do, they do get better. They do. But, you know, and part of that, I'm sure you know, this is the way that our, our brain and mind are, our, our mind conditioned, but our brain hardwired, at least for the now, is right. to focus more on the negative as a, is, right, as a protection. Correct. Yes. And right. that and is why we are actually looking at rewiring it by focusing on the good. Yes. And noticing the good things that are happening, we are reconditioning that habit and creating something that actually works for us. Again, that doesn't mean that things, hard things aren't going to happen and that pain's not going to happen, but it helps to right. take the edge off in those things that are happening. And it helps to start to develop the consciousness and the awareness of either when they're happening or shortly afterwards saying, oh, wow, that was so difficult, but look at how it changed my life in a way that I couldn't have done on my own. Mhm. Yeah, you know, like when my that contention happens, is life all, becomes a little less scary. Absolutely, is all these things that we're doing are creating because you know what ends up becoming predominant in, in a survival way. You know, gets passed on DNA, energetic. You know, you can look at the hundreds. Yes. Market, there's all these. You know, how does it have? It's in the morphogenic field. So books like yours, well, we're you know, the discussion we're having behaviorally. Yeah, exactly. So then it gets encoded. It, like you said, reconditioned, rewired. That becomes a predominant, you know, habit or default. You know, um, oh, it's exciting. Well, if you look at oh, genetics, it is. If we look at genetics, right? So it's everything's mm-hmm. energy. Okay. So if you if right. you start to re- if you start to learn about the energy body, you can you'll start to see where. So I'm an energy therapist also. So I'm also tracking patterns in terms of thoughts and behavior, where that sits in the body physically, how that impacts us physically. So if you have a habit of holding in your resentment over and over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over again, that is going to, those are thoughts that have a chemistry that impacts your body and your biology. So it's shifting your biology to go along with whatever that pattern is, and that will create a physical condition. So if you teach that behavior and that thought pattern to your children or your friends or whoever is listening and they take that in and they absorb that over and over and over and over again, then that same development is going to occur in their thought pattern and, again, in their biology. 
Mm, love that. And it makes so much, I mean, it's proved, it's, it makes so much sense. It's, again, right. getting the pattern interrupt, using the tools, the reconditioning, and everyone can do it. And oh, Lynn, this has been great. How much power we have. We have so much power, yeah. right? So we start, to, we start to address those underlying causes of our physical ailments and our issues then we're able to actually go in and cure them, heal them, relieve them, something to be able to change them in ways that we didn't realize we could. Mm-hmm. So we're no longer the victims in our lives, but more of recognizing where our power is, which is beautiful. Beautiful. Well, and I love what you're doing. Such powerful work and such a powerful conversation. I'm so glad that you were able to be on this program with the all of us yes, today. This thank is, you. Oh, it's been very enlightening and empowering. So thanks for taking the time to be on Awakening. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Yes. Talk to you later. Okay. All right, everyone. Wow, what a powerful conversation and dialogue. Uh, yeah, just amazing. So uh, we were talking with Lynn Riley, uh, the book we were talking about, uh, well, both of her books, 30 Days to Me, a self-development book available online, Amazon, um, The Secret to Beating the Dragon, which is a children's book, and you can find out more information about Lynn and her work by going to livingwithserendipity.com. Gotta love it, that synchronistic connecting, and definitely that book is a little magical helper. Always love connecting with all of you. You all are so inspirational and just hang in there. We listen to the podcast, reach out, get that support, but know that you're more than what you're going through and there is a gain. There is a gain. All right, everyone, continue to shine your light. As always, share your insight and see you next week and keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows are available on iTunes. For continued awakening conversation and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook and visit Michelle's blog at soulinsightsforspiritbedliving.com. That's soulinsights, the number four, spiritbedliving.com. Keep awake.